I went three months with no paycheck because I was playing with my puppy. It was Thanksgiving. It was Christmas. I didn't prospect. And then I had three whole months with no paycheck and I thought I was going to die. That's another time I wanted to quit. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Happy Agent Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Beggins, here today with my brother. Greg Beggins, good to see you, brother. And we've got our um, stepbrother, adopted brother, whatever we're calling you these days. The Mr. redheaded Mike stepchild. Puma. The, the redheaded red, red stepchild. stepchild fits, I think, <laughs> yes. Today's going to be fun because our special guest today is my niece. My daughter. Our brother's daughter, Jessica Beggins. And yep. I think we're going to have a fun time with your journey and kind of what brought you into your old age of 27 now <laughs> and the, the trials and the, the just the, the turbulence that you felt in this business. And I'd like to hear from your side of the, the story. Let's start off with saying let's debunk the myth that the broker's daughter gets fed. I think it's yeah. important. We're going to see the broker's daughter gets beaten. <laughs> and then I cry and then I call my dad as a dad and what do I do now <laughs> yeah. it's terrible and then and poor Jessica's got Uncle Jeff she's got Daddy Greg and got Grandpa Jim right and Grandma Mimi and Grandma Mimi and mom around. and yeah. mom and, and sister and her oh, it's and a photographer tough, tough Shannon we yes, it's, it's, for a uh, <laughs> it's the whole gang <laughs> So just take us back to um, Orlando, right? So okay. let's start the story mm -hmm. back there. You're going into UCF. You grew up around real estate. You saw the whole world and you're like, eh. tell us about you're going to UCF. You're brought in your wings. You're going to go out on your own. You're going to do some cool stuff. So start the story there. Okay. So, and this is interesting. You bring this up because people ask me, well, you grew up in real estate. So what did you think? And, you know, why did you get into it if you saw your parents and all this? But it was a little different because my dad is the broker rather than a real estate agent who was consistently holding open houses and things like that. He was managing the whole team. And then my mom was running the whole back office. So I didn't really see the everyday buyer seller interaction and holding open houses. So people ask me that, but it's a little different because of what part of the business your my parents are in. Um, so I was grew up, grew up in real estate too, but my dad was a real estate franchisor and he didn't mm -hmm. have an office or deal with salespeople. He dealt with franchisees. So it's it is. So that's interesting. I, well, yeah, when you put it that way, we kind of grew up, we grew up in the same environment then. So other people that are realtors, like, what was it like with your parents? And I was like, well, it wasn't like you think. <laughs> um, so maybe because of that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't occur to me that when I went to college, real estate for some reason just was not even in my brain. And my parents never pushed real estate on me at all. I don't even know if we really had conversations about it in the beginning. You kind of were very much of what do you want? And I wanted to be an event planner. That's what I wanted. I thought it was fun and colorful and lots of energy behind it. So I applied for UCF actually for the Rosen College of Hospitality and I didn't get into UCF and I was heartbroken. So I went to USF for the first two years and then I transferred into the hospitality program. And when I transferred, Rosen wasn't 
everything that I had pictured it to be in my mind. So hospitality to me was like this big dream and it was so cool and so fun. And then I got there and it was like the degree that all of the sorority girls did and you drink wine and like, I, it wasn't as big and accomplishing as I thought it was going to be. So that kind of, there was a little bit of disappointment there for me. It was still great. The school itself is great. It was more of, I guess, the people that I was surrounded with. I wasn't as impressed as I thought I was going to be. So when I came to, it was my last year in college, I guess it was, I graduated in August that year. So I did that extra summer semester and my dad, I called my dad in like February of that year. And I was like, so tell me about this real estate thing. How does this work? <laughs> so I started my pre-license course while I was still taking classes at UCF. And I just put all my eggs into real estate and I didn't even get a job. I didn't look for a hospitality job that summer while I was graduating. I went straight into real estate. I graduated from college and then I spent a month studying for my real estate state exam and passed the test. And I called my dad when I passed the test. I was so excited. I was like crying. He was crying. It was the whole thing. And I just well, immediately pa pause started. For a pa yep. pa pause for a second. Cause I think this is pretty interesting. So if you look at what we talk about all the time, and this is called the happy agent podcast, right? So mm -hmm. the pursuit of happiness is really what this is all about. And at this time of your life, as a high eye personality that you have a lot in you. I mean, look at the words you're saying. I mean, it was a party. It was big. It was fun. It was, it was just happy. It was, it was parties, right? It was, While I do was, this. <laughs> and, and that's just how she's describing what she's excited about. And then she gets into the real life and like, this sucks. I have to stand at a front desk and listen to somebody bitch about their dirty towel. That's not what I wanted to do. Right? I did that. Yeah. I worked at a front desk of a hotel and I worked at um, Bar Louie. And I was working until 3 a.m. serving people. And one guy literally, literally spit his food out in his hand and said, is this what I ordered? And I was like, oh, my God, what? Yes, it is, actually. So, you know, that was not that good. <laughs> that was the end of that. So that's, that was the, the first crushing blow to the dream that, you, you know, you go down these paths of you think you're happy to show you that wasn't it. And then you back up and try to find another one. So here you are. I got an idea. Real estate. Right? Well, I remember sitting on the porch in the porch swing saying, I don't know what I want to do. I know I don't want to be in hospitality. And we looked at you and said, well, your parents own a real estate company. Maybe you should think about real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was really the first time that you guys had ever brought that up. It was never something that it was like, do real estate, do real estate, do real estate. My whole life, you know, you guys gave me that opportunity to figure out what I wanted. But it was interesting though, because you didn't really know what real estate was because watching your dad and your mom, it was not real estate. There was no real estate activities. It was running a business that just happened to right. be in the real estate industry. So the, you really didn't know what to expect from real estate. You just saw that it worked for people and some people were having good lifestyles and some people were struggling. You heard the things in the talk at night. And so I think it was interesting. So yeah. you kind of went blindly into this. What did you think real estate was? If you can kind of go back to that. Gosh, I don't know. And now I'm thinking about it. I mean, Mimi, like my grandma is a real estate agent. So she did do those things, but I wasn't as involved in her business. So yeah, that is true. I kind of went into it blindly, didn't I? <laughs> I have no idea what I was thinking. You do. 
You what? What was the first event I took you to? You took me to the Mike Ferry Superstar Retreat right when I got my license. I mean, so that was a big wake-up call. That taught me what it was like to be a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> and it was making phone calls, and we bought a headset on the drive back. On Amazon, <laughs> waiting at her house to get home. Yep. She was so excited to make that first call. And she's got to <laughs> yeah, it was really scary. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now you're sitting there. You're ready to go. You've got the family influence. You're working in the family business and real estate. You just got back from one of the gurus in the whole industry. Taught you for three days. Basically, get off your ass and talk to people, right? On a consistent basis. Prospect. Follow a schedule. Prospect, prospect, prospect. Follow your scripts. Do your presentation and close and follow up and do it again and get up the next day, start every day at zero and do your whole thing, right? Is that summary, right. a good three-day summary of it? We've done it a few times. So yeah. now you get into the business and what was it like? Scary, intimidating. <laughs> um, it was very much that though. I, I When I first got into real estate, I kind of partnered with an agent. 23 years old starting out, right? Yes. Yep, I was 23, my first year in real estate, and I was working with Nancy English. Do you remember her? I remember she was in our South yeah. Tampa office, and yeah. we would drive around, and we would knock on really crappy doors for John Lum and Scott, <laughs> and my first deal was a teardown, and I got bit by a spider when I was in the house. It was disgusting, <laughs> and I think my paycheck was $746. <laughs> That was my first deal. But then my first deal led to somehow the brother of the house that we sold or something we were door knocking. We, I got a short sale listing was my first listing and it was down in Port Tampa. And I got on the phone and I did just listed calls and I said, Hey, the house across the street just listed for blah, blah, blah. Have you ever thought about selling? And the one of the ladies, the one across the street actually said yes. And that was my second listing. That was a problem. That one actually sold. Street 101 signs on either side of the street in the little area she yep. just got her first listing in. And it had her sign had on both of them. I was proud yep. of <laughs> So I helped her sell her house and I helped her buy a condo. And that, okay. that was how I got started. All right, so your business started working and mm -hmm. you're door knocking. Now look how, look how you did this. I think this is important to follow up, follow the trails too. So knocking on doors, finally found something, then made some mm -hmm. phone calls, finally found something. You don't have a sphere. The sphere you have were people you were partying with, you're 23 years old. So none of your friends Mostly are buying. Mostly in anything. Orlando. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, even, and if they were in Tampa, they're not buying. We're all renting. Yeah, they, it was Apollo Beach and then it was Orlando and you're, you're working in, in South Tampa. So mm -hmm. you had no choice except to go build business. So I think it was- well, I think I think it's important though to also note because I think a lot of people get caught in their comfort zone, right? At 23 years old, this is, she's only 27 now, right? This is only four years ago. So the reality is social was still at its height, right? Facebook, Instagram height. She is probably very comfortable in those worlds, right? Very easily could have said, no, digital is my, my little bubble, right? But at the same time, she also realized that her sphere is also 23 and probably not buying too many homes. So if she really wanted to grow her business, she had no choice but to step outside of that comfort zone. And I just see so many young agents, especially, that they just wanna stay where they're comfortable. And had mm -hmm. you done that, you probably wouldn't have gotten off to the start that you got off to. 
Um, and now, you know, I think as you've evolved, you've figured out ways to layer in social, which we'll dive into later. But, you know, I think that's an important point. And, and it, maybe it's the other way for some people. Some people, it's they only grew up door knocking, and so they're, not, they're afraid to embrace social. But it goes both directions. But I think that's an important thing that you were able to do mentally is say, you know what, I'm going to not rely on what I know and what I'm comfortable with, and I'm actually going to sit outside my comfort zone and it paid off. Mm -hmm. And this it was is hard. Way, shape, or form, but it, it really took her collaborating with another agent that was also scared to get the courage together. It took the two doses of two shots of courage to get out there and make it happen. So there's no shame in that either. You know, an accountability partner helps you a lot. And then when you finish with Nancy, you got another one with Susie, and you right. and Susie did things together too. Until you felt comfortable and got so independent, I can do this myself now. I'm good. So there's, there's no shame in that. I think it's a great idea. That definitely helped me. <laughs> yeah, well, build your confidence. Now, you should have, in, uh, on paper, all the confidence in the world, right? You, you've, you're surrounded by people who we kind of know what we're doing, right, in real mm -hmm. estate. You've got a grandpa who's forgotten more about real estate than we'll ever know, right? <laughs> you've got your brother who's a master in it. You've got me who figure stuff out. And, you know, it, you're surrounded by it, which I think was pretty interesting because – that was a, a, a blessing and a curse, if you will, because you've got three different styles. If you go ask grandpa a question, right? You get to talk to your dad and you talk to me, you got three very three different, different personality answers. styles and three different answers and you call anybody else. It's different because everything works. And I think mm -hmm. it's interesting. If you go back through the sources of all of the deals that you've done, they're across the board. You've got yeah, open houses, are. you got door knocks, you got phone calls, you got open house, you got auction leads, you got expired, you got short sales. You've got Sphere, you've got friends, parents, you've got everything in the world um, that has worked, which really does nothing but confuse the hell out of you. Because yes. now you're like, now what do I do? <laughs> right? And then right. so, and then the interesting thing about this is she's got the ability to be coached by any one of us at all times. And she's been to the Mike Ferry thing. She goes out and, and quits a million times. Let's talk about that, Jess. Uh, how many times have you quit this real estate business in the last four years, would you say? Just oh, God. It, it, it like at least six or seven. <laughs> six or seven. I had a quarter times. life crisis. Okay. I hit 25. And I, I actually went to the um, Art Institute of Tampa and I interviewed for an interior design school. And I told them I wanted to still be a part-time real estate agent. They said, this schooling is too intense. You can't be part-time here. And I said, okay, well, I guess I'm going to stay in real estate then. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was my attitude too. I was like, well, okay, here we go. So I was, I did almost quit. Like I really almost quit. <laughs> many, many times. I mean, I know I've talked to you off many ledges. John Lum's talked to you off ledges. Your dad's talked to you off ledges. And I think it's important for all the, all the agents that are watching and listening to this right now is it's normal, right? This is not for the faint of heart, guys. This real estate business is not, it's not easy. It's simple, right? But it's just not easy. I mean, you know how to do it. You know easily how to do it. It's not a hard formula to figure out. It's just, you've got to get the, get the consistency going. So- Well, I saw you on the hot sheet today. You had a closing yesterday. I think yes. you've talked the last couple of days. You've got two or three deals working right now. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, right. I have three right. deals pending now. So- <laughs> we just got Zoom bought by Clay and, and Zach a little earlier. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm at home. <laughs> so I, I think this is an, a really important point about because no one else is as honest or will be called out as you are with us mm -hmm. about the, the tough spots, 
that you've been in. One of my favorite moments from you, from a coaching perspective, is I hope you still have that picture. Remember I made you take a screenshot of something? Yes. <laughs> you made me take a screenshot of my bank account. And you said, this is the lowest your bank account will ever be. I swear, what was there, like three cents in there or something It was, if, if you had that much, right? If there wasn't if a negative If I had side. that much. Yeah, it was, and, that was And wrong. this is one of the, I'm quitting, I'm done, I'm out of this business. And look at my bank account. She pulls up the app and takes a look at it. And I said, screenshot that right now because... Mm-hmm. It's never going to be that way. And I need that to be a reminder because it was like that because you slacked your ass off 60 days before that. Right. Right. And I think that that's the I didn't honesty. keep the consistency going. You didn't because you were one of the best. And when you and Susie were rocking it, getting your consistency and you hitting 20 contacts a day, 20, 30 contacts a day before lunch and you wouldn't let each other go. Right. You started, right. you got a lot of deals and you get right. a lot of deals and make a lot of money. But then as soon as you start getting deals, you take your foot off the pedal right? Because you're like, I've got, I've got 35 grand coming in. I'm good. Right. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, some of them close and then they close and some of them die. And now you're 35 and then you into 20. Three or four months with no income. That's right. And, and then when you're, you're paying your bills with that money, then it runs out. <laughs> and that, I think that frustrated me because at my age, I'm really one of the only people that I know who is running their own business. Everyone else that I know is in a corporate job or a lot of them are in the hospitality industry. So they're serving or bartenders. So when they go to work, they get cash and that's not how it works in real estate. Or when they're in a corporate position, they're getting a paycheck every two weeks. doesn't matter how hard they work. They still get a paycheck every two weeks. So, but that's one of the really good things I love about real estate is the harder I work, the more I get paid. And I think that's where the people who I, who are in my sphere see and are kind of wishing they could do something like this because they like, even during this whole COVID thing, some of those corporate jobs got a little boring where we have the opportunity to ramp up and say, what can we do that's new and re-energize this thing and get going where the people that I know with the corporate jobs didn't have that. So I think that my frustration came from, oh my God, these people, they just get paid, get paid. And we, sometimes we can work our asses off, excuse me, (laughs) and the deal doesn't close and then we don't get paid. So now we worked and didn't get paid. So that was a lot of I'm glad you brought that up because one of the biggest frustration sources in this business is getting attached to the outcome and Mm -hmm. you get a deal under contract and you know that you've got $8,200 coming in six weeks from now, you get excited. And then you're like, Oh, okay. I've got some bills. I'll pay that later. I've got this check coming in. I'll run up another card. I'm fine because this check is coming in. And then all of a sudden the guys can't get their financing and the deals down. Now, not only did you not get your 80 something hundred bucks, Now you got negative because you ran up the money that you were going to pay that off with. And then you get way down in a hole, right? Right. Your income tax bill. Oh, I didn't make my quarterly payments. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And yeah, we pay our own taxes in this business and you got to keep track of all those things. And when I'm 23 and all my friends are partying and being bartenders, and then I'm over here trying to literally build a business. This is, we don't give ourselves enough credit for being entrepreneurs in the, as a real estate agent. And yeah. I think that was, I just, I, I don't know. I was young, got jealous of them. <laughs> right. And well, now I wanted to quit and be like them. Good. Now that's the pursuit of happiness because at 23, happiness is happiness, right? It's short term, short sighted. Let's go have fun. 
right? It's not make money to have fun, right? Is kind of a simple instant gratification type world. And that's fantastic. And it works. And it's part of the gig. So what mm-hmm. you had to struggle with was your sphere, right? Your supporting cast was working until three or, and partying until four and sleep mm-hmm. until two, right? And then getting the game back up to go again. And here you are having to grow a business and it's tough. So you were just torn, yeah. right? From what you were supposed to be. Am I supposed to be having fun at 23 and 24? Like everybody else, or am I a slave to the stupid business job that I have, <laughs> right? And I'm not getting paid now. I'm in debt. I have no money. They have cash. I don't. Can you imagine? I mean, I know it because we all did it. But My I mean, brain that's... was not happy. It was rolling like this. What yeah. do I do now? <laughs> a, a fast forward and a rewind. You're sitting in a home that you bought now. You're 27. You yes. own a home right? Which is phenomenal. So to go from the struggling, pissed off, my friends are out drinking and I can't, to <laughs> living in your own home that you own at 27, where did some of the dots connect? Where did the, where did it kind of connect for you? How, what you were going to have to do and right. let alone doing it, but when did you really get committed to, all right, if I'm going to make this work, I have to do X. Like when, do you remember right. when that happened or what the answers were for you on that one? Cause you know, it happened. Yes. Um, I would say that I started listening to podcasts and finding mentors outside of my real life, if that makes sense. So I know this might sound weird, but I don't know, starting to maybe read more books. Um, Rachel Hollis is a, was a big one for me. She has a small business podcast and she has a relationship podcast and she is one of the voices that I listen to often and I've learned a lot from her. And I think, I think having outside mentors like that helped to bring me back to reality. Like, okay, this, it's good that you're in this business. You can do this just because the immediate people around you are not doing this doesn't mean you can't. And I think I, I really just, I don't know. I dove in on those podcasts and, and then I found Jared James, who's a real estate coach and a lot of his ideas aligned with what I was thinking. And I just kind of honed in on those two voices and just said, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's kick right. it. Which I think is important and it's great. It, it, whatever works and connects and resonates with you. I think if you get down to the root of them all, it's all the same stuff. It's just in a different mm-hmm. voice. Right. Right. And, We've got to get clear on what your ha- what makes you happy, get a real plan, start talking to people and treat them well, right? right? It's kind of an over, I don't care who says it, young, old, male, female, relative, non-relative. I mean, the fundamentals of business and treating people well are, is the same universal threat, right? But right. whatever voice is important and resonates works, right? So that's great. So yeah. Jessica, that's, just a huge, that's a huge point though, huge point, especially in Jessica's perspective right because if you think about it she has not heard anything from jared that you have not said that her dad has not said that i've probably not told her right but having a self-awareness to say you know what i know i've heard it but i also know that i'll listen to it if someone else says it for the people that i'm around every day right that i'm related to um (laughs) is is a really big step but it's important step because, you know, I see it in my kids, right? I, I played baseball through college. I take them to hitting lessons, and it drives me crazy because the hitting instructor is the same hitting instructor who I went to as a kid, right? So I know he's not telling them anything that I haven't told them on a daily basis, but they listen to him far better a lot of times than me because I'm their dad, right? And so 
I think that's a really big point, though, because I think you have a lot of people, and, and, you know, in everyone's case, it's not that their dad's the broker and their uncle and everyone, their family's in the real estate business, but what they do have is they have outside voices, a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, someone who's sitting there who's this other voice, and whether that, whether that person is saying positive or negative things is somewhat irrelevant. Because if you know that you're not going to be, if even if it's positive, you're not going to be able to let those positive thoughts in. You've got to find someone else that's going to that you are going to let in, and you were able to right. do that, and it was a game changer for you. So it's really mm -hmm. that's a really important step. I also think if you look at it too, I think she um, paying for it was an important aspect of it too, right? Mm -hmm. Because she had to watch money come out of her bank account to go into somebody else's bank account to put the relevance and importance to what was being said, right? And because right. if she ignored that, then it was stupid because mm -hmm. she threw money away, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's an interesting dynamic too as, as part of that one. And, you know, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't a whole lot, right? It, it was a big, it was, I think that was one of the bigger, bigger differences for you. So thank you for things that happened too that went along the way. Um, number one, she bought a dog. And she loved yes. that dog. And he's walking on the back a little bit back there. So I'm stretching a little bit ago. The dog was probably the catalyst for the house. Right? Yeah. So the why, struggling for a why, started with a dog. Then the dog, they lived in the third floor of an apartment house and had to walk the dog down the stairs, three flights of stairs to go to the bathroom every time. This sucks. And that started the spark for the house. And thank goodness she had had two successful years behind her where she could qualify for a mortgage, which is super right. impressive. And then what happened was, and I'll recall it, the dog came and you stopped working for the season. <laughs> yeah, I, I got the dog in November. And then my first paycheck, so I got, we got Clay in November of 2018. And then after December 31st, that next year, 2019, I didn't have my first paycheck until April 1st. Damn dog. <laughs> I went three months with no paycheck because I was playing with my puppy. It was Thanksgiving. It was Christmas. I didn't prospect. And then I had three whole months with no paycheck and I thought I was going to die. That's another time I wanted to quit. <laughs> now how many, how many times in that three month stretch did your dad get on your ass about getting to work because you're not going to have money? All the time, probably. <laughs> All, every day. I, I'd sign into the morning meetings. <laughs> I just, I had a puppy and he was going potty every 30 minutes in the house, you know? <laughs> but guys, this is the problem with this real estate business because in order to have the luxury to screw off and play with your puppy for three months, you had a pretty good <laughs> September and October, right? Mm -hmm. which, which made you rich in your mind. You were semi November, December you. had the closings that came from doing the work in August. That's right. That's right. You know, so that's when the learning I think started to starts to click in and you're like, whoa, it really is a pressure pipeline business. And as soon as you take the pressure off, you're dead because if you right. do not work today, you do not get a check 45 days from now. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a law of the world. If you work hard, you're going to get a lot of checks. If you don't work, you get no checks. And if you go a right. week without that, you have a week with no checks. You go a month without that, you have a month with no checks. You go three months, you're in deep trouble. And that's, right. I think that started. So what was the, so now you got the dog, now you got the house, right? Mm -hmm. So what is the happiness to you at 27 now? 
what are you doing this for? What is the, where's it going? Where, where's my new why success for you? Yeah. My why is to be realtor magazines, 30 under 30. That's what I want. Okay. Okay. That's my why. <laughs> okay. What will that do for you? Oh, this is a good question. <laughs> well, you were 30 under 30. Yeah. So I can't be a Beggins and not be 30 under 30. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, we were at a Century 21 conference, and I think this was probably two years ago. And I told Jared James that I wanted to be 30 under 30. And this was like two years ago. And I didn't take enough action for it. And I'm real upset I didn't do it because now I'm 27 and I only have two years to apply because of how old I'll be at the end of the application. Okay. Hey, you know what? That's a huge Here's, why. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a great why. And it's, it works mm -hmm. as long as you know the, the, the reasons behind the, the drive. So other than that, so you'll get that because you're, you've got a, a great story and you work really hard. And it's also done to see what it takes to do it. So she knows right. what the applications are, she knows what the deadline is, she knows what activities have to be, and she's yeah. crafting her, her way to get there. So it's not it's just, a, it's a mission, and she's taking the steps to get there. It's a good group. I mean, I've got a, there's a happy hour with a 30 under 30 group. I'm still involved with those. We share properties, and they heard about some of our beach projects this morning. So it's something that will we'll carry on through your career on that one, I too. I love that. So personally, what else are we doing? What is the next step? You're living in a house. I'm living in a house. Right, you live in your house right now. You own it. So, what are the yes. other? What's I'm not talking about the money stuff. What is the happiness? What is what is a happy, balanced, just? What does life look like? Okay. Um, so, what 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 do we mean? Do we are we talking about what am I doing in my business to grow my business now, or are we talking about I want to put a carport on the side of the house to cover my car? <laughs> it, see, this is a great question, right? This is a great question because it's a Happy Agent Podcast. So mm -hmm. for, for us is what is happiness from a lifestyle perspective for you? And that could be, what does your business look like? That could be, what does your home life look like? That means what are you, mm -hmm. do you have other investment properties or are we doing some trips? So I'm not, we're not tricking you into primary aim conversation. You get enough of that I with know. grandpa, right? <laughs> but from it's an okay, I have all those answers. <laughs> but, that, but that's important as long as they're answers for you and not to, to placate anybody else, right? right. So I think mm -hmm. you now know you know, let's, let's start this way. What do you not want your business to be like going forward? What it has been. It's got to keep growing. <laughs> okay. I don't want to, I don't want to want to quit the business anymore. <laughs> okay. I want to know that this is the business I'm going to be in. And I was that way for probably the last at least six or seven months, right? <laughs> Until yesterday, which was just, a really tough day and then I got a flat tire which then I started crying and it turned into the whole thing <laughs> so I was really I was quitting yesterday but then I woke up today and I was like okay we, you, you got this <laughs> keep moving I, I love <laughs> it'll be okay because those of you who are watching you know you do the same damn thing she just is the one that yeah. talks about it Oh, that's the <laughs> and I'm okay with talking about it because I know that we're all going through the same thing. I had a we bad do. appraisal. We've got an escrow dispute. Um, I don't know. I, there's clients that I thought were going to buy a house and turns out they're not pre-qualified and I have a backup offer in for them. That was, that's a whole thing. And then I got a flat tire 
And then you invited me on the happy agent podcast and I was not a happy agent yesterday. So I was like, what is happening? He would text me today. He would. Yep. But, but that's the, that's the fun part about this, this business is being able to be real uh, mm-hmm. about, about this and know what you don't want. So I think what you know that you don't want is inconsistency. Absolutely. Right? Yes inconsistency i think you know the cause and effect of what happens when you are inconsistent and it's um it's not good no it's not a good thing so what else are you looking for and what what advice do you have is a better way to say it those who are watching that have the i want to quit moments and you Mm -hmm. have glimmers of good success i mean you're going to make nice six figures this year you live in a home that you own on yourself you've got great cars you got some savings your bank account looks way better than it did that day when we screenshot it right (laughs) but you're still but you're still vulnerable um you're you're a few months away from looking at that again right Mm -hmm. and i think that's the reality of this business which is should be the driving factor which i think it's now becoming a sport to you but back to yesterday the crappy day that you had yesterday i think if you dig through a lot of it it was because you were attached to the check that was coming at the end of those transactions um, mm-hmm. because you, in your mind, you already had it. And then when you right. lose something, right, then you get pissed because you lost something, whether rather than with a more experience and what you've learned before is you never really had it anyway until you right. have it. And then if you had eight other pendings right now, you really wouldn't care. You'd be upset, but you really wouldn't care and it wouldn't affect you at that same level. So when you right. get to that level of having way more in the pipeline, to not care about the money or not be attached to the money, I should say, because you're always going to care about what the money will bring to fund your lifestyle, but not really worry about whether or not that deal happens. Does it hurt me? Right. Right. And be able to go through a pandemic when you may have no business for three or four months, you could be okay. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm enjoying watching the process of evolution as your uncle watching you go through this because nobody can, you don't ever want to not go through it because if and people can't, you can't just hear it. You have to go through it. (laughs) And if you don't know what it looks like to have your bank account be that crappy, then you, you don't appreciate when your bank account doesn't. Right. So that's why I love you hitting these peaks and these valleys because what it's going to end up happening is smoothing it out to a nice consistent business. Once you get what you're already getting, which is kind of fun for me to see on that one. Yeah. So let's talk about consistency now and what the struggles are. And what you're getting better with, what are you trying to do with? And then Puma, why don't you jump in a little bit too and talk about what Jessica's doing with her strategies from a social perspective, because I think that's really working out for you. Puma, why don't you tell the story about you and I driving back from Miami across Alabama? Oh. I think a good pivotal moment for you, Jess. That was cool. That, that was good. a good moment. So Jeff and I are driving back and Jessica's all excited because she's got a, um, that was a new home buying seminar right you had put together mm-hmm. yeah like a first-time invited... home buyer yeah first-time home buyer right exactly yeah. so she had put this seminar together she's inviting all these people to the office her dad was there me and jeff are driving in a car mm-hmm. back from miami and um she's got you know uh, other vendors that have helped contribute money and they're there and i believe uh no one showed up right it was right. very few yeah it was um, me so she, the lender, the credit repair guy, and my dad. That was yep. it. So, so no one and wine. Up. And wine. And wine. Lots of wine. Of <laughs> there was wine, which did end up playing a pivotal part in this uh, in this event. So, she's got the wine, and she calls Jeff. Jeff puts it on speaker, and she's in pure panic mode. 
She's upset. She's crying. She's, you know, this is, this has been a complete letdown. And I almost so, quit. yeah, <laughs> you, you pretty much did. That was another, <laughs> there it was. So Jeff and I say, you know what? Go live, right? Chug a glass of wine, go live. No one's going to know the difference. Put on the seminar. And you did that. It took some convincing. But after a couple of minutes of Jeff being the salesman that he is, he convinces her that this is going to work and that she needs to do this. And she does it, right? Now, what was the result of that? Because we took that video, you posted it out, you started putting it out on social. That thing ended up getting a ton of views, right? What did that end up getting? I don't know, like seven or 800 views. (laughs) Seven or 800 views. So here's the point that we want to make with this story in particular. Social is conversation at scale. That's all it is, right? Mm -hmm. So you went from maybe, if that event that you were going to have was successful, you would have had 30 to 50 people show up and it would have been considered a success because you had 30 to 50 people. You saw my dad's face. We were expecting maybe 10. Yeah. They would have been pumped. I think I had like 20 people RSVP and my dad called me when he was on his way. He's like, just so you know, you can probably expect like maybe only half of those people to really show up. You can't really, you know. He, <laughs> he was really trying to make me feel better, like if people don't come. I was like, yeah, yeah this is going to be so cool. Right. And nobody showed up. But you were tied to the outcome, not the process, right? It's mm-hmm. the same thing mm-hmm. we were just talking about. You get tied right. to that outcome. How many people showed up? That's irrelevant, right? right. The, real, the real goal here is the actual goal was how much exposure can I get to this seminar. How many people can I impact and touch with what they should be doing when they look to buy a home? That's actually the goal, right? Right. And so you were able to still do that and do it with seven or 800 people instead of 10 or 20 or five or one, right? So that ended up being a major success, but I think sometimes we get so caught up in how we want things to go, you know, and I go through this too. Like when we do our auctions sometimes, the last auction we did, was like man it was during the pandemic like five people showed up that's a failure failure right but then i look back right. and i see you know what there were thirty-five thousand people in the tampa Bay area that saw that property so mm-hmm. was it a failure we gave that thing maximum exposure they never would have saw that property otherwise so you right. know we sometimes have to we get lost in the process but when we actually look at what we're trying to accomplish there's multiple ways to do it and you've been able to do that now You've been inconsistent with that, right? So we've had some ups and downs in what mm-hmm. we've been doing from a digital perspective. Why don't you share your thoughts on that, your struggles, and, uh, and how you're trying to overcome that? Well, sure. let's ask this question first. Before you start, have you seen that consistency produces results? Yes, 100%. Okay, so this is a psyche that all these agents have. We do something, it works, and then we don't continue to do it. Right. I don't know why. I can't give you the answer to that. I just don't know. <laughs> because a lot of people it's, are it's asking, does social actually work? And yes. the answer is, do you actually work social? Right. right. And here I am. That was the one thing at that event, that Wimbler event, that, that turned me on to social. Not that I'm on to social, but who the hell would rather get on Southdale Mabry Highway at 6 o'clock at night and all that traffic to come to a strange real estate office, sit and talk to a real estate and you don't know who they are, what their qualifications are. I mean, who right. would rather, wouldn't you rather just sit on your phone at home? Right. And you reach six or 700 people versus 
what I considered 10 would have been successful. So that's when I first said, wow, this is true. And then Puma's, you know, saying consistency, consistency, consistency. You and I talked the other day, you had an Instagram follower um, end up getting you to refer them to an agent in Orlando. Right? Yes, I got a I got a Facebook message from someone that I used to work with at Bar Louie. She still lives in Orlando and I follow a real estate agent in Orlando who I really like and I referred business and it all came from social. It's a list and a buy side in Orlando from social. There you go. Right. So don't that do just that. makes the point. Don't don't, that, don't ever do that again then because that that works. So we right. shouldn't do that more than once. Don't do that. <laughs> That's a bad idea. So just what are you using now? What are you doing as far as your your consistency plan now? What is your what is your plan as far as reaching people and contacting and prospecting now? Yes. So um, we I just did a Facebook messaging campaign where I reached out to a bunch of people for a Zoom happy hour. Um, it worked. I got in touch with a lot of people and at least got to say hello to a lot of different people, which was nice. And I think that's the whole point of social is not to get a deal right now, but to know that the people who are following you, you're there for them and your face is in front of them. And it, so I think even messaging them and I didn't get a listing from it like some other people did, but people now know me and know I'm in real estate and I refreshed that in their memory. So um, I had a couple people from the real estate industry come into my happy hour, which was good because I still got to create connections with people. Um, so direct messaging, I think is big and Mike touches on that. And um, I am starting up my podcast again. And so this is funny, you mentioned consistency because I started a podcast in 2018. And again, this is one of those things I got in my brain. None of my friends are starting their own podcast. So who am I to start my own podcast? What a weirdo. And I didn't record anymore. That was it, I stopped. So now I'm starting it up again because that was just my brain telling me things. And I think it's important to start a podcast because people listen to content or watch content in all different varieties. And again, I'll mention Jared James. You guys can't stand it, but he posted a video and I wanted to watch it. It was him a happy hour with all of his coaching and I wanted to watch it, but I didn't have time to sit and watch an hour thing on Facebook. So he uploaded it as a podcast in his car. And I listened to the hour thing in, in the car while I was driving. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I'm going to start it up again because people consume content in all different types of ways. Well, that's basically oh, a tagline at the bottom of this video. So we'll follow our podcast if you be consistently producing from now on. Yes. And I'm changing up the podcast because... I don't think that people want to hear, here are the five things to do to sell your house. <laughs> here are the five things. I don't know. I don't think they like that. So I would like to engage with my past clients and create an actual first time home buyer podcast where I bring them in and we talk about their journey to home ownership. What, why do you want to buy a home? Why is that important to you? And just talk about their stories. So that's my goal. <laughs> Good. And I, like I it. want I think, to be consistent with that. I think the key, so the key with this, right? And it, this really is with anything, but if you really want to create consistency, it's just got to be something that A, you enjoy doing. So it's got to be right. a topic that you really enjoy talking about and 
creating the least amount of obstacles possible to execute on it. So what I see so often is people are like, well, I want to start a podcast. So then I need to buy all this equipment and I need to put it on YouTube. And then I also need to strip the audio and then I need to edit and I need, no, you don't right now in a perfect world. If you have the team to do that, you've got great, do it right. Well, if you don't, then you need to create a topic that is easy for you to just literally grab your phone and record the audio on anchor and hit done. Right. And let it distribute. You, it's got to be something that's easy to set up and that you really enjoy talking about. Because if you don't enjoy the topic and understanding that it's perfectly okay to pivot, right? We've had a right. podcast for two years, right? And then we realize, wait a minute, we've got to pivot this thing and change directions. And we're kind of tired of saying the same thing in a different way. So how do we do that? All right, well, you know what? It's time. We're in a position to be able to bring our agents in. Let's switch that and bring agents in. We literally pivoted overnight, boom, and, and now have, you know, you'll be our, I think by the time this airs, probably our 12th or 13th episode since the It's last a great idea. Weeks, right? So, mm-hmm. it, and it's worked out. And our views have gone up. Like, everything's gone up. But it's, it's easy for us to execute, right? Because we have mm-hmm. 400 agents available to us that we can message you guys and say, hey, what day do you want? Pick a time, right? right? And then we just right. hop on Zoom and we do it. So it's got to be something that you enjoy and it's got to be something that you can easily do because the more complicated you make this thing, the That's harder true. it's going to be for you to stay consistent. Yep. And I think what I love that really clicked in with you, Jess, is understanding that it's not about getting a deal right now. It is just mm-hmm. about owning that little piece of their brain that equals real estate agent right? Real estate advisor, trusted friend that has real estate knowledge, right? That's really Mm -hmm. the sort thing. And to the point where I don't care if they want a coconut tree, it's attached to the dirt in their house. They should think about you and say, Hey, Jess, you have no good palm tree guy. Hey, Jess, you have an AC guy. Hey, Jess, my mom's moving here from Austin. Hey, Jess, right? That's the whole point of, of do everything you're doing is just to creep into the awareness of their brains. So three months from now, when they're at a cocktail party and their friends got a job transfer here, and they said, oh, my God, you got to reach us because they watched your podcast talking about green onions, your Instagram right. story, right? It doesn't matter. Right. It's just that you own their mind share because there's only room for one, right? right. And that's, that's what I think those watching need to really, really understand faster, right? Because it mm-hmm. is, it, we're still in early, early, early stages of this little world. And it's still free, right, to go get your, your voice right. out there to own people. And it's not always going to be that way. I think we all know that. But right now, when you're able to go at scale for free to bring value to people scalably, it's, it's, it's silly not to. So I love that you're right. getting totally juiced up about that one because now your friends are buying homes, right? right? You can actually talk about, you have talked about your journey to buying a home, right? All right. the doubt, fears, anxieties involved with that one. Talk to the lenders and realizing you don't have good credit or credit has a hiccup and how do you build it back up and what do you really need and what is the difference between mortgage insurance and how much do you have to have down to get rid of all those things nobody thinks about at right, at right with your sphere right now so you just become that voice of reason to them which is mm-hmm. a, a huge niche on there so, and then if right. i build a library of all of those things when the, my sphere is ready i will already they can just google my name and all of that all of the answers to their questions are right there so there I look go. like a trusted advisor and it's because I've been working on this for years. That's exactly right. All right, so advice. I'm convinced there's a surge coming and you staying in touch with those past clients and honoring them with a the podcast and your experience, you're gonna find out 
they want a bigger house. They want a smaller house. They want to be in a different neighborhood. All that other stuff is going to come out. And then right. re-infer that. They're going to share it on their Facebook or their Instagram. You're going to go viral by doing that. So hold, keep that message and get it done. Schedule it out now. One podcast right. every couple of days for the next, what do you have, what, 47 best plans, I think? Yeah. Yeah. And you can Zoom them, too. Even if they move to Texas, they can still do a podcast with you. Right. Right. Yeah, and that's how I think I would like to do it is do a Zoom and then take the MP4 off, but only because I think I know how to do that. So, <laughs> and I have the, I did, I have prepared with the tools, but that took time and money to do too, to get the microphone and do the research on how to do it. And, but I did it in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so I gone again. Now it's outdated if you upgraded software. I know, now my microphone's old. <laughs> So, so Jess, wrap, wrap this up with your advice to those who are watching from what okay. you've been through and help them. What's your advice to those who are watching? I think a big message that we have taken away from this podcast is consistency. Um, I think it's scary when you first start. It's completely out of the norm and no one is going to understand what you're doing or why you're doing it. But I think staying connected to your why is huge. Yesterday when I had a terrible day <laughs> or what I thought was terrible. And then I wake up this morning and I, I write down, I am realtor magazines, 30 under 30. I'm like, Oh yeah, snap out of it and keep going. You have, you know, you have sales to create here. You need to hit your volume <laughs> numbers. Like, let's go. So I think staying connected to your why is big. Um, and I really just, I use resources to kind of keep other people's opinions out of my head. And that, that's where I've struggled for a long time is other people's opinions. But Rachel Hollis says other people's opinions are none of your business. <laughs> so I just, that's great. All right, let's go. So I think um, finding those mentors, sticking to one voice and just, because there is a lot of confusion in real estate. There are a lot of ways to do this business and everything works. So you kind of have to find what works for you. And we've been focusing a lot about that in this company with finding your lane, staying in your lane. So stay in your lane, create consistency. Google Calendar is your best friend. <laughs> and stay connected to your why, I think are my biggest takeaways. And that's that's perfect takeaway. Craig? Wrap up from your your prideful stance there as the dad watching this. Yeah, I think that's got to be awesome. Right <laughs> yep. Oh, I just I know the future for you is so much brighter than you think it is. <laughs> Proud of you, I'm baby. excited. Thank you. <laughs> what what I what I'm excited for you about is you're 27, right? And think about how much you've done in four years. Uh, you didn't know crapola about real estate when you first started. Mm -mm. And you stumbled and you faked it and you figured it out and you crashed and you <laughs> burned and you got a couple of successes and you wanted to quit and you failed and you learned. And now you're in four years, right? You're living in a home that you own. You're making six figures, right? And you still don't have it figured out. You're still a quote unquote new agent, right? Yeah. You're newer, you're learning every day and you continue to do that for the rest of your career. But you fast forward to the 32-year-old version and the 35-year-old version and the 40-year-old version of you, when you get to put all of this experience, this guy is ridiculously no limit and it's a lot of fun. The only thing is, can you stay connected to a why that's exciting, right? And right. then be able to make a gesture as to the point where nobody else's opinion freaking matters. So if you want to raise puppies and take 
four months <laughs> off, you can, right? But you right. just plan for it and you do it right and you keep some consistency going along the way. But that's the whole point is you just get to figure out what puts a smile on your face and what makes you happy, right? right. And I love watching you figure that out along this path because it, you're like every 90 days we do it. Craig, how many times you and I yeah. are still battling back and forth about what we're doing? I sent you boats and all kinds of stuff constantly. Like what's our drive? It changes. What, you know, and it has to mm -hmm. change. I, I had right. a pool designed, right, that I was excited about. And then I started watching Lucas Lagoons and it blew my mind. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> now I can't do a normal pool. Where's my grotto and my fish tank going to be? And now I need to build an addition to the house so I have some underneath pool. Right? I mean, you got to come right. up with these ideas or else why are we going to go do the things we do to go get another deal? Right? right. So that's the fun part about this project is, is that it's that passion. And, and hopefully um, there's no hopeful about it. You're going to do it. You just stay clear and you certainly have enough people around you that love you and care about you to push you. And there's all of yes. you watching. <laughs> you've got that too. Right. Right. I mean, Puma, Greg, you know, all day long, we help people push them back onto a lane give them the empowerment, education, encouragement to get on with it. And when you fall off, come back. We'll put you back on. And yep. that's just the name of the game. So parting words from dad. Connect to your why and be consistent. It's on, on record. It's recorded you saying that. It's so. recorded. Oh, God. There we go. <laughs> I love it. All right, Puma, final thought from you. My final thought is I honestly, and this is weird advice, but I really hope that you want to quit seven more times in the next <laughs> couple of years. And I say that because I think that whenever you have those moments, it means that you're pushing. It means that you're getting mm -hmm. out of comfort zone. It means you're growing. It means you're hitting a different level, right? I, I actually, right. so I took this away from Charlie Curtis's podcast too, when he talked about knocking on the door and hoping they said no. Right. Because when they right. said no, it meant he was moving in the right direction. And Jonathan laughs all the time because I used to love when we had our other podcast and we pushed the limits a little bit. I lived for negative comment. I lived for a thumbs down. Like I was so pumped when we got it because it meant that we were playing in a, in a new area. Right. We were pushing people to an uncomfortable level. And so whenever you say to yourself, I want to quit today, that tells me that you're hitting an uncomfortable level right? Which is either I going am. to yes. drive you and propel you, but it's also reminding you that you're a human being and we have emotions and we have ups and downs. If everything was just like this, I'd be really nervous for you because at some point you're going to get smacked in the face and you wouldn't know how to handle it. it you're going yesterday. through those. Right. <laughs> so yesterday you got punched in the face, but you woke up yeah. back, you woke up this morning ready to roll again. Well, that's right? the case. So, strong enough to pick yourself up the next day. Exactly. And I've so been working on that. I've been working yeah, on the mindset. You can handle right. it, right? You can handle it. So that's why I love those moments. And hopefully they're brief and hopefully they last, you know, a day or less. But right. I hope that you continue to hit those moments because that, that to me tells me that you're headed down the right path. Love it. Thank you for saying that. That's, that's a good way to look at it. Love it. Growth just, equals uncomfortability. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for your vulnerability and yes. your your willingness to share what you shared because a lot of people wouldn't. And I think that's what's one of the cool things that makes you really cool and special. And proud to be your uncle and helping <laughs> you in this in this whole little thing. And um, thanks for your time. And I hope this brought you guys some value for those who are watching. And we'll put her contact information down below. Reach out to her, just like one of us, all part of the team. 
Thank you guys for yep. watching. Happy Agent Podcast. Have a wonderful day, guys. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.